This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast about mindset, training, nutrition, and lifestyle. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode one of the sub-season of season three, I'm talking with Growing Journey, aka Iris, about stereotypical thoughts about eating disorders and why they are wrong. guys welcome back again to a new i'm stuff podcast episode this is one of the final episodes for actually this season and in the meantime after that i will be having a actually a break for some time and i will be focusing more on reels on the little documentaries that will be oh my god my words will be making on uh celebrities with an eating disorder and how they dealt with it what happened and stuff like that that you will be finding on the i'm stuff youtube but for now i'm talking today to somebody that i've followed for quite some time she has grown immensely on instagram and there isn't a day that i do not think you know that her message isn't something that like caughts my eye or isn't valuable because actually everything that she posts is so valuable and i'm talking with iris also known from growing journey she is a mental health advocate she's 22 years old and before i stumble on any more words iris could you give a little bit of an introduction yeah so hi thank you for having me um so as you said i'm 22 i live in the netherlands have a brother and a sister and um yeah i love to travel like to make videos and love to write and yeah despite all of my hobbies i also struggle with my mental health um i've had an eating disorder for three and a half years now and I'm still in recovery but doing a lot better also because of my Instagram page and um yeah I'm also working as a volunteer for Let's Break the Shame uh, which is a mental health charity and which tries to spread the word about different mental illnesses and um, actually break the stigma about um, struggling with your mental health because to me that's very important um, and yeah actually through writing about um, things I actually wanted to hear myself when I was at my low point um, it really helped me to see that um, yeah other people get inspired and that I help a lot of people um, and yeah i actually help myself through <laughs> helping other people yeah but that sounds logical i mean i can definitely get what you mean with that because um i think there's a healing factor in it because you're talking about the subject uh, over and over getting more comfortable with it and you see that you can help people out because of your uh, problems that you had in the past and now you know how to deal with it so you can help other people with it yeah exactly and um i've had a strong feeling a lot um for quite some time that i was alone in it and that i had thoughts like oh my god i don't think that anyone else thinks like this but um when you write about that and you see that a lot of people um actually resonate with your story and that also helped yourself um with the feeling that you're not alone and i think that's very important most definitely i think i felt the most alone during my eating disorder because 
um, I was doing stuff and people couldn't really see it or sometimes they could when I was very underweight but they didn't really understand what was happening and then you get those you know blunt answers like just eat more but it, it isn't about that and specifically jumping from what I just said I'm going to tell people the subject from today and that is on why people do not always fell into those stereotypical you know things that we hear about eating disorders either the typical you know schoolgirl that is very underweight and has anorexia and stuff like that we're going to debunk that today or at least you are going to debunk that today and tell people that there's more that there are more shades of an eating disorder that there are more types of eating disorders although they're not in the dsm-5 the psychological manual and that basically everybody can have an eating disorder every type of person but you do not per se have to see it immediately no exactly so and that yes uh yeah that is the thing i struggled with the most because um yeah as you said when you saw it on the outside people are very understanding although they of course never really understand but when um the outside factor disappears uh a lot of people seem to think that you are healthy and better now but that's actually the part in which i struggled the most and no one saw it so uh yeah i'm really happy to talk about that today was, was your eating disorder more worse on your healthy weight than it was on your lower weight um yes mentally uh, it really was um, because that also adds the factor that no one really understands and it like brings the pressure to um, wanting to explain yourself to everyone because it's really frustrating when uh, you feel like no one understands you and you have to um, yeah really explain what you're thinking instead of showing it on the outside um, but the thing with eating disorders is when you go against the thoughts of like um, starving yourself, um, it doesn't mean that the thoughts go away. It's just that you don't listen to it anymore, but that also causes the thoughts to get louder and scream more often. And um, you actually have a head which tells you a very <laughs> um, hateful things. Um, but yeah, no one sees this anymore. So I actually struggle when the most when nobody saw it on the outside because when i listened to those thoughts um it was actually quite calm and um yeah peaceful in my head because um yeah i actually obeyed a voice which told me to um yeah eat less and restrict uh, and stuff like yeah, that yeah um but when i oh yeah went against those thoughts, um, they became louder and louder. Um, so yeah, that made my head actually a battlefield. Um, I know what way... you mean. Oh my God, you know, um, funny thing is, is that uh, when I first went to the dietitian, I knew that I had some of a problem, but not the, you know, how big it was. So when she started giving me like a mini mouth method, so 3000 calories of food, and I needed to eat that and I, physically and mentally felt that resistance towards it, uh, I got more eating disorder symptoms and more thoughts and everything was just one 
like you described in Battlefield, it was more like a nuclear explosion <laughs> because I couldn't, like, I was so frustrated because I was eating and I made that deal, but I actually felt so resistant to doing it. And then I had my outside world that was saying in the beginning, oh, Queenie, you know, you really need to eat some more. Just eat some sandwiches with Nutella. And those were my clients and my colleagues. And I worked in the clothing business before becoming a dietitian. And afterwards, when I developed binge eating and started gaining weight and even more than I actually weighed before, uh, people came up to me, the same clients, the same colleagues, and they said, you know, like, what happened to you? But not in a way as in a positive way, but more like, oh my God, girl, you became so fat, you know, put yourself together. Yeah. Very ugly, very ugly. <laughs> and that's why I yeah, also I... quit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think in general that is not okay to comment on people's bodies, whether that's losing weight or gaining weight, because you know nothing about the life behind the scenes. Um, and I really think that it's a process because in the beginning, um, it felt like it was my new healthy lifestyle. And um, I got very angry at people telling me to eat more because I thought, yeah, well, in the beginning, I got like, um, comments on my body um, that I gained some weight so that's when I started to um, try to eat more healthy and when I finally reached the point in which I felt happy about myself everyone was complaining again and so that's when I started to hide things and things became worse because that's when you start to isolate yourself um, um, and yeah when you go against your thoughts then and nobody sees it anymore you actually realize that it's really um a mental illness because you feel like shit and <laughs> uh, you can't explain yourself to anyone and i really think that it's a process of um yeah really also getting to know yourself and um uh, take yourself seriously because in the beginning I didn't at all and I uh, said to everyone well yeah like I don't have an eating disorder because <laughs> I was convinced that um, I really like food be because I really did but I just became afraid of it because of all the things my eating disorder taught me um, but that's also a very stere stereotypical idea that people with eating disorders don't like food or um, yeah, anything like that because that's be that's why I always thought I can't have an eating disorder because I really like food. I was watching cooking shows. I was what I like completely <laughs> yeah. I was I was completely obsessed with it. So I thought, what what are you talking about? Um, I can't have an eating disorder because how can I have an eating disorder when I love food actually? Um, so yeah, that are also very stereotypical ideas of what it's like to have an eating disorder. Yeah, and, and talking about stereotypical types, you know, you just described one of them, but there are countless more. Could you describe some more? Um, for example, the way you should look. Um, when I see documentaries about um, eating disorders you only see a skeleton girl with a feeding tube in her nose mm -hmm. but um, yeah <laughs> you can have an eating disorder at any weight and um i know that now but in the beginning i didn't know that myself <laughs> i can remember the day in which i sat in the bus with uh, my best friends and we just had 
a lecture about eating disorders mm -hmm. and it was in high school and that was way before I developed my eating disorder myself um, but then I said to her oh my god well it's actually really nice to have like an eating disorder because then you're really thin Ooh. and you're <laughs> and your cure is to like eat a pizza well I think that was the point where karma hits me <laughs> um yeah like everyone thinks that you need to be on the weight and um just need to eat but that's not true at all true and at all? also and also the fact that eating disorders are only uh, starving yourself because there are a lot of um, eating disorders which include binge eating and um, for example, over-exercising or using any other type of thing to compensate your intake um, or um, eating a normal amount, um, yeah, what is normal anyways, mm -hmm. but like only eating whole foods or only eating fruit and vegetables, um, which can be described as orthorexia. Mm -hmm. um, eating very healthy foods um those are all types of um ways uh, someone's tried someone tries to control their food intake or try to like um get away from their feelings by um suppressing their emotions through binging or through eating less or very he healthy or um, very focusing on <laughs> macros and calories and everything um, but it's I really want to stress here that it's not about the way someone looks and also not about the rules they have around food because that's different for everyone definitely and there are also so many other types out there, the stereotypical types, you know, what they say, what you described as the skeleton girl. But then again, uh, looking to other eating disorders that are out there, uh, there are men with bigorexia that have a lot of muscle and low body fat, but aren't, uh, you know, happy with their body. They have a lot of body dysmorphia and they are the, you know, uh, I would almost say spokesperson for help, but they aren't healthy. There, there are so many people out there. There are people that are very overweight and have binge eating, but because of diet society, they think they're just, you know, quote unquote fat and cannot and just eat and can, you know, do nothing about it while there is something more going on. And if we just would zoom in on that skeleton girl, we forget all these other people that also face the same problem, but have a different size. And I think as a dietitian, I've seen it so many times. There's a person that walks in with a very low BMI. There's a person that walks in with a very high BMI. Both of them think different from each other but both of them are having the same problems when it come around to the relationship with food what I find very uh, for me it's very obvious but I find it very sad that these people are so disconnected from each other that they don't know that they're actually very similar with each other and that's because of these stereotypes that are out there because because we have a certain picture in our head and if it doesn't describe or fits that bill then it's not that yeah exactly and i also think that that picture um is really hurtful for people with eating disorders in general because um 
mostly they got the mentality of not being sick enough yeah. and when you see a stereotypical idea or um yeah stereotypical things you need to like check off your checklist before you are able to call yourself sick is like really damaging because um like i said in the end it's not about who way um who is um like at their lowest weight um that doesn't have anything to do with the severity of the illness um but because of this stereotypical idea a lot of people uh, think that so they only seek help when um they are in a specific weight range or um don't take yourself seriously because um it isn't bad enough when you don't um meet um the standards so yeah exactly so the funny thing is that's why um of course it's not my profession because i'm not a psychologist but i know the dsm-5 i know they work with it i'm not a very big fan of it because when you are a client so a patient in this case um, you can have that behavior because you look up for, you know, that book as well and you're like, okay, I don't fit the bill, so there's nothing wrong with me. So taking yourself serious is something that is so important. I had a client a few weeks ago and she had um, this pan- these panic attacks, you know, and she had certain reasons around it, why she had it. But in the meantime, she was binging as well. And the person that she was talking to, her uh, psychologist, was only focusing on those panic attacks. And in the meantime, she had binge eating, like severely binge eating. And she said, you know, should I take this seriously because my psychologist is never talking about it with me. And that way of um, treatment is so off because you, you're actually focusing on one thing and that's how a person gets disconnected with the fact that they maybe have an eating disorder and then there's this book that would say okay that person doesn't fit the bill would actually would confirm the mistake of the psychologist what I just think is uh, I'm not a very big fan of the DM, uh, DSM-5 I know there are some good guidelines but there's so many not registered eating disorders out there it's crazy yeah true and i also through instagram get a lot of people get a lot of messages from people um asking me oh my god um my therapist told me this or my dietitian told me this and um i went to the doctor finally after like a really long time because it's a really big step to definitely um, or help and when and I hear a lot of people saying when I came to the doctor he just said okay um, well you're not thin enough to have an eating disorder so come back when you're thin enough <laughs> and that's yeah I really can't get my oh, head around that God. Uh, oh. yeah so I really so for all the people listening when someone tells you that please know that they're not capable of helping people uh, like you and um, please look for help and people who um, see your struggle because your struggle is valid and uh, please don't believe anything such kind of people say because they know nothing about eating disorders. Yes, definitely. They're not educated well or maybe had it briefly and they don't understand those red flags, I believe, that much. 
And yeah, I just totally agree. The thing is, I wonder, eh, because I'm stating, you know, that I believe that there are more eating disorders out there, but do you believe that as well? Or do you think different about that? More eating disorders than... Than just binge eating, uh, bulimia and anorexia. Because these are stated in the DSM-5, these are the real quote-unquote eating disorders. Oh yeah, totally. And I don't think that anyone fits all of the criteria perfectly. So um, I don't even think that it is possible to um, put people into one of these boxes because um, when I met the criteria for anorexia, um, I had a lot of thoughts about um, binging as well. And I sometimes did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would that would make me feel miserable because I told myself, oh my God, how can you, how is it possible? Because you want to lose weight and you want to be thin and you, you have anorexia. So how in the world can you like binge? But like biologically, it totally makes sense. Um, but in the end, I think that all eating disorders are connected with each other. And um, yeah, I think there exist a lot of other not like officially diagnosed eating disorders for example um yeah the otherwise specified oh um, yeah i needed to like i need to specify that as well because osfat is a diet i think it is uh it changed a little bit throughout the years but i think it is a registered one i or is it yeah it, it is a registered one now the name has changed and i believe it went in and out to dsm-5 but that is just everything mixed together basically and on and got one name so yeah. you either have bulimia with tendencies of binge eating with tendencies of anorexia and i think osfet is a very um helpful uh diagnose in my personal opinion because it can yeah. be so much so there is a little bit more freedom of not hitting all those boxes at for example at anorexia Exactly. And I think we really need to get rid of the idea that one eating disorder is um, better than the or, other. Or yeah, happy. exactly. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. For example, the idea of having anorexia also within the eating disorder community is like the highest achievements. So when you have bulimia, you're actually a filled anorexic because you can't control yourself and like binge. <laughs> but um let me say this one last time because every eating disorder is very unhealthy and takes away lives and every eating disorder is as important as another and um, like being thin or meeting the criteria of being anorexic is not an achievement and having bulimia for example is not lacking control or having binge eating disorder either and having an eating disorder which is not able to be diagnosed officially doesn't mean you don't struggle and that doesn't mean you don't deserve help or that doesn't mean it is any less valid than for example anorexia so uh yeah i hope that's clear i think that's clear (laughs) but i also think people like the the connection between those uh eating disorders if you have anorexia you're challenging your body so much that eventually extreme hunger can come up and because of extreme hunger you will not have control and you will eventually go and slide in either bulimia or binge eating so that whole idea of having control is something that is actually very made up 
And it, yeah, it, and in sense, you don't have control at all because when you tell someone uh, like, okay, eat this pizza now, well, they don't have control over their actions because they literally can't. So the only one in control there is the eating disorder. And um, yeah, just they're also very afraid of letting go because they're afraid of gaining weight and afraid of binging. Um, but that's when diet culture plays a big role as well because we have this belief that like eating a lot or being fat it is bad but i really hope that people like can adjust their mindset towards that everybody is okay and that it's not an achievement to look a certain yeah, way definitely and that we have crazy because i come from the fashion industry i know what crazy standards you know there are and some person just say you know you have to have this types of types of centimeters and then you're a model but the funny thing is is that can change any minute somebody made it up so you can also adjust it and that is yeah. what i think i think everybody is a model in their own way uh, maybe one person has a beautiful face can be a face model the other one beautiful curves stuff like that hand model or just a model in general i think everybody is a model because there's so many different types of body types out there so that whole standard is so mind my language fucked up that of course people are going to try to achieve something that isn't achievable for example a, a woman that is like six feet so maybe around 180 or higher uh, sometimes they are just broader built, so they're for Dutch cheeses and with breeder, so they cannot have a size zero. It's not possible. B body composition wise, is not possible. But still, somebody wrote something out there. You have to have this amount of centimeters, and then people believe they need to achieve that. But not everybody can be healthy in the uh, yeah the norm that somebody set up. Some people can have that and are healthy and have a healthy relationship with food, but a lot of people cannot achieve that. And that is something that is so shitty to have out there because also that is a stereotypical thing that a model should be thin. A model shouldn't be thin. A model has a very big range of diversity, but luckily it's something that's coming out now that you see that people on, for example, I think Chanel even did something different now with smaller models or H&M or Hanke Muller that they have different body types, what is so welcome. Yeah, and that's really needed in our society right now. And I think it's also very helpful to like clean out your social media because that was one thing that really helped me um, and following people that like support your beliefs and not the beliefs of society so you really need to think for yourself okay what is the thing i want to believe in is that really that being thin is better or is it really that i don't actually care and that i just want to live my life the way i want to so it really helped me to like follow body positive accounts and everything like that yes. and in the end when everyone <laughs> eats the same thing and exercise the same amount um everyone is still going to be in a different body and you can be mad at that but um it's not okay because just just because someone made up an idea that somebody is better than, than the other doesn't mean that is that that is true or that you should believe that 
Yeah, definitely. And for the Dutchies, and you know, Dutch saying is roeien met de riemen die je hebt. You only get one body and you should really treat it the best way as possible. And when you treat it the best way as possible, you will have a healthy body. And a healthy body looks different on everyone. But having it healthy is what is most important because if that body isn't healthy, you cannot do other fun things, you know. So, yeah, most definitely need it. And maybe a good thing as well, um, as an addition on clearing up your uh, Instagram following, um, male Instagram fitness influencers or p pages that say strong but not skinny even being strong if that is something that you've achieved in an unhealthy way in an unhealthy mindset and I find it actually kind of discriminating as well what is the problem with skinny if you're naturally built skinny um, it, it's just something that is very off it, it of course they mean it in the right way as in go away from the diet culture and go to the fitness culture but also that can be a very toxic place I think a lot of the uh, eating disorders that we have nowadays they start at the gym and with the fitness culture and then spiral out of control because that is also the biggest I think group as clients that I receive now, people that are afraid of bananas because somebody said it should be this amount of carbs and this amount of oats, people that are drinking protein shakes but don't even like it, it is crazy. People that are in a consultation with me and say please don't send me to the gym and I even <laughs> didn't talk about the gym because they're so traumatized of going to the gym. So. It, it is kind of a breeding place in my eyes, the fitness industry for eating disorders. And people should remember that it's an elite type of sport. It is for the Dutchies top sport. So when it comes down to bodybuilding, Mr. Olympia, it's only for a few people. So if you are a recreative sporter, make sport fun and don't make it so bloody hell serious on just eating bro meals, chicken, rice and broccoli, because you can achieve far more with being non-restrictive. And I think that is maybe the, one of the biggest things that I've learned from my eating disorder. Um, Dutchies know this word, it's being nuchter, how more easy and mellow you are with food, how more you can enjoy it and how less it becomes a deal, uh, a deal and how better and healthy your body will be. It will balance it out on the weight that is healthy for you. And it yeah. could be that you're maybe very overweight because of the binging and if you balance and be mellow about that food, it could be that you maybe go back to your normal set point or stuff like that. But that, it really depends per person. Yeah, exactly. I think the most important thing for us, for everyone, is just to let go of the judgments. What should be healthy or what should be beautiful or what should be anything. I think that everyone just should do what feels good for them and not because someone else told them to do so or believe um, something because, um, yeah, in, in like the um, magazines you only see size um, mm -hmm. girls, that doesn't mean you believe that and that doesn't mean you should live that, that way. I think it's very important that everyone like finds a balance for themselves and I don't say that um, like you cannot go to the gym or eat healthy I just say that healthy is different for everyone um, and 
I think there exists a lot of different ideas what is healthy and what is not. And I don't think that um, there is one healthy for everyone. I just think that you need to be healthy physically, but most of all mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You know, there, there has been, I believe, some... Um, I think there were some studies out there that people, for example, with cancer, depending on what their mindset was, if they know they were diagnosed, either they have a positive mindset or negative mindset that it could do something with the life expenditure so they could live longer if they were more positive in it. And that just shows on how important mental health is because physically you can maybe be looking fine for society, but if it took so much effort, it just is detrimental for your mental health. I'm wondering, uh, because we're talking about stereotypes on uh, eating disorders, about the skeleton girl, about, you know, the typical stuff people would say when they hear about eating disorders. But are some of those stereotypical things true? Um, Well, of course there exists (laughs) eating disorders which um are only like the physical um or the skeleton girl um but yeah like i said there are very different types as well so i think um yeah there are of course people who meet like the stereotypical idea but there are a lot of people and even more people who don't so um, I just don't think that that should be the standard. Mm-hmm. And you're meaning like they only have seen just the top of the iceberg and not everything under it, what basically yeah, exactly. happens. Yeah. If you would like to see, like, let, let me put it this way, uh, there's stereotypicalness around eating disorders out there. How would you think that you can fix that? What is needed to educate people around it? Um, more attention in the media about different um, eating disorders and um, like things you do, like making podcasts about it. And um, we with Let's Break the Shame make a lot of TikTok videos, um, which also reach a lot of young people. And I think that it is very important to reach our next generation to like, let go of the belief that there exists one perfect way to look and one perfect way to eat and that it is okay to talk about your struggles instead of um, like making it make it all go away and that um, they're not alone so I think that's the way to do it like talk about it openly and that's what I try to do with my Instagram page as well um, also talk about uh, like things that is not talked about that much um, because you only see like the skeleton girl because that is still seen as some kind of an achievement um, but yeah I think that it is very important to um, get it out there that there exists more eating disorders that um, also, men can have mental illnesses that um, there is no one way to look that there. Yeah, I just think like talk about it more openly in 
through social media and maybe some documentaries on like the television or something. Yes, because you were talking at the beginning about, you know, media. What do you mean? Do you mean MTV? Do you mean like National Geographic? Do you mean just the general news that people have in countries? Where should they put that information? Uh, <laughs> well, on a lot of on a lot of platforms, I think. I think it's important to have variety in um, people who watch it. So not only the people who only watch the news or um, only watch MTV. Um, but also different uh, platforms. Do you mean like YouTube or um, Instagram? Yeah, or uh, because of course there are different people who are on Facebook and different people who are on TikTok and different people who are on Instagram. But um, I think it's important to like reach all as many people as possible. Do you think that influencers give enough attention to this subject? And I mean big, um, big influencers like 100k plus or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But I also think that a lot of influencers don't know enough about this topic to talk about it in this way because there still exists the belief that um, you should fit into a size you name any size um, but um, and I think that influencers also get a lot of deals from diet industries or like um, closing yeah, that's uh, true I, do you yeah. know I think you know Demi Lovato right yeah she uh, of course has an eating disorder herself but I know that a f I think a few months ago she was promoting detox tea and I found it very double because she was bashing a ice cream uh, place a few weeks ago on triggering her but then again promoting detox tea is something that is also very triggering so I think there's a lot that comes down to money and how interesting the subject is for their followers yeah, yeah. I think that uh, big influencers can do more on um, talking about eating such kind of things yeah eating disorders um, and maybe because I know that a lot of famous people have eating disorders themselves yeah. and maybe when they because it's also very a very big thing to to open up about that but i really hope that um more people will do yes that. definitely because i do appreciate you know that demi talks about it so openly because a lot of other people deal with it but they just don't tell it until it's noticeable visible or something like that yeah especially the binge eating because that's something that's really go unnoticed because a lot of shame comes with it because there is such an idea that that is bad and that is not okay but <laughs> let me tell you that starving yourself is not okay as well definitely or yeah. eating whole foods or anything else it's how, just all unhealthy how do you and look back at your binge eating because I know when back in the day when I had it, I hated it, I dreaded it. But looking back at it now, for me, it's different. I do not know how it's for you. Um, well, like you said in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, how is, it, how is this possible? Where is my control? 
not knowing that I didn't have control at all in the beginning as well. Um, but yeah, my binge eating started after a year of like um, having anorexia. So that was actually very normal because mm-hmm, in the end, you very much damage to your body and it's also some kind of extreme hunger. But then I started to become afraid of it because I, again, got comments like, oh, I'm so happy that you look healthy now, but you need to stop eating so much now because now it's okay, right? Now you're at a healthy weight, so now you need to stop eating that much. And I was like, oh my God, you know, you don't know anything at all. You don't know that my body still needs to heal from all the damage I did to it. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started to feel very ashamed and started to compensate for it as well. So that's when I had like, um, a phase of bulimia where I binged and like um, compensated for it and I really hated it because I felt so ashamed and I um, felt I was very angry with myself um, but now I can look back at it with more compassion for myself because it was also first of all it was actually a way which saved my life so um, it was really needed and it was also a way to deal with my emotions and to um yeah maybe survive in that way Um, Mm and now i'm not angry at myself at all it's just that um i really feel sorry for myself that i had to feel that way that i needed to deal with it in uh, such a destructive way um and i yeah and i don't think that binge eating is something to be ashamed of because I hear a lot of people um, who experience it as well. I just think that a lot of people need to need to talk about it more openly because then it may be, um, yeah, it will become easier for our next generation to like accept it. And also the fact that when you restrict in any kind of way, also when you eat a healthy amount, what is healthy anyways, um, but when you restrict, like, if you want to have a cookie and eat an apple instead, that's also a restriction. So um, you shouldn't be mad at your body for trying to save you when it give, when you give it the idea that it doesn't get enough. Yeah, definitely agree. You know, the funny thing is, when I go back, and it is 2018, and I was still going badly bad on binges and it just was wrecking me it would be like four days or something going after each other i got very bad stretch marks from it as well and i eventually contacted my dietitian and she was like okay you know let's meet up so she went at my house and she just said to me you know what do you eat when you're binging and legit i have like i didn't cry but <laughs> almost cried when I was like describing that because there was so much shame on it and nowadays I can like drop it on the internet talking to 3000 people about it and I just don't care but back in the day oh I just remember that conversation and she knew like she didn't need to ask a second question because otherwise I would be crying my ass off but that's why it's so important to talk about and the funny thing is is when I have clients today and I'm, I'm very grateful for that um, they're very open about it and they can describe it to me without any you know problems and maybe it's because of the atmosphere you know a comfortable feeling on doing that 
But yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm very proud of them because I couldn't do that back then, like three years ago. It was, it was so shameful, especially because I was a dietitian and I still had like two years to go. And I was like, oh my God, if I, I will graduate, will I still be binging? Will people believe me? Will people trust me? How can I be a good dietitian if I'm yeah. a fuckery myself with, <laughs> with food, you know? So that was something that was so pressuring. But thank God it, it eventually went well, but there should be so much more talking about it. It doesn't mean, you know, that talking more about binge eating makes the binging a good thing because binging can be harmful, but the binging is a way of coping for something that is lying underneath. And that part should be more spoken about, yeah, basically more spoken about over in society. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a symptom of something that is going on. So people in general should not be ashamed for binging or what is behind that. But talking about it makes it more, um, I think, open in this case. Um, I'm. We are busy for like 45 minutes. <laughs> that is very long. So I'm going a little bit to the end of it. And th there are two things that pop in my mind. Are there certain mantras, things that you say to yourself that help you with recovery? And could you maybe share them with other people? Um, yeah. So the one that helped me a lot was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> so um, like, of course, you have an eating disorder, so you can't expect your thoughts to disappear right the second you um, decide to go for recovery. Um, so that means that when you do the thing you're afraid of, your head will like explode. But that doesn't mean um, you can't do it. And um, just mark my words when you repeat it and um, do it more often, it will become easier. So despite the fear your eating disorders give you, because you need to remember that that's not you, but your eating disorder, and you need to remember what you're doing it for. Um, so despite the fear this shitty eating source gives you, you just need to do it anyways because you want, you know what you want and you don't want to live like this anymore. Um, and what helped me, it maybe sounds weird, but was the fact that you can think like, okay, you can always go back, but not today. And then repeat that every day. So it was very scary in the beginning that I thought, oh my God, now I need to stop right the second and I can never go back. And if I go back, I feel and everything. But mm -hmm. in the end, you can always go back, but just try to hold on for another day. Mm -hmm. And when you hold on for quite some time, you actually feel like you don't have any, any desire to go back there ever again, because, um, yeah, your life will be way better without it definitely do you have that one from nushka from proud of needs um could be i don't know i think i've read it i could have read it somewhere okay cool is there also some take-home message that you would like to give to people next to your mantras um well yeah just that don't believe everything you read on social media and please know for yourself that you're sick enough and that you deserve to get help and don't let anyone convince you otherwise or tell you that you shouldn't feel the way you feel because 
even though you can't get your head around it yourself, you feel this way, so it's okay to get help. And please don't believe that being sick is an achievement um, or that anybody type is better than another because you're okay just as you are. I totally agree. Last thing that I'm going to ask is, do you have some socials that you would like to share with us? And like social media pages. Yes, as in social media, TikTok, Instagram, whatever there's out there. Um, well, that's actually a good one. Um, uh, <laughs> Please don't tell me you forgot your username. <laughs> well, no. my... Oh, you mean you mean you mean my social media? Yes, your social media, like uh, you know, uh, your Instagram, your TikTok, everything that you um, use at the moment. Okay, yeah. Well, my social media is grow growing journey, and um, I make TikToks for Let's Break the Shame, and we also have an Instagram page. So if you ever um, need help or want to send me a message, just um, go for it yeah cool so at grown journey and at let's break the shame and that's also available on tiktok that last one okay chill yeah. now i'm going to thank you very much iris aka growing journey for this interview um i've been a fan for quite some time so i really appreciate that you did this and I just think that you're a very... No good... worries. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I think you're very... Uh, because the podcast is ending for some time, I think you're a very good person to close this podcast uh, for, for a short period of time with because um, you're just, what we say in Dutch, you know what you want, you know what you want to share at information and you have a very strong mind. And I think people can learn a lot from that. Thank you. Nice. So thank you for being here. And next week, the last episode will be me interviewing my mom about her eating disorder past. It's something that I do not fully know as well. So it will be a surprise for all of us. And that will be the last episode from this season. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.